If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, Psalm 34. Um, we know the, the backdrop, we know the context, um, and I find that even today's message, the background, the context really lends to the title today, amen? Craving a Connection. This is part four in this series, Craving a Connection. We'll look at Psalm 34, verse 11 to 14. If you have your Bible, say amen. Amen. It says in verse 11, verse 11, it says, Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves length of days that he may see Good. Well, he says this is how you do it. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace. Seek peace and pursue it. I want to talk about this morning. The secret to a blessed life. The secret to a blessed life. Amen. Amen. Craving a connection. The secret to a blessed life. I didn't say a good life. I said a blessed life. I didn't say a life absent of problems, predicaments, or anything else, but a blessed life. While many of us are wondering what will life look like after all of this is over. Amen. The real question is, what kind of life do you want? Hmm. What kind of life do you want after this? Some say that this pandemic has caused them to step out of their comfort zone. While others say the total opposite. The question that we may have is how do we continue to live with all of the restrictions, with all of the rules, with all of the things that will be put in place? But even before the pandemic, I believe that we may have forgotten some of our freedoms. We may have taken our blessings for granted. Come on, somebody. Family, friends, church, hair salon. Come on. Nail shops. A lot of different things. We may have been taking it for granted until we were restricted from them. Grocery stores, restaurants, etc., etc. Today, I'd like to give you a biblical formula. Amen. On how to live the blessed life. 
What type of life do you want? Here's a few questions for you. Have you thought about it? Or are you good where you are? Some people are just good. Amen. And, 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 and then the other question is, what is the blessed life? What does it consist of? And what does it look like? I told you already, David knew the secret. I believe that David knew the secret because I look at where David is and I look at what David is writing. And as I get deeper into the word of God, I realize that David wasn't talking about money. He wasn't talking about prosperity. He wasn't talking about, he wasn't talking about houses and, and, and being comfortable because he was not in a comfortable position. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He was anointed king, but yet not appointed. And as king, he had all, he would eventually get all of the creature comforts. I believe that sometimes we put the material things before the spiritual things. Last week I told you that, I told you how to satisfy, amen, your craving. David says that we ought to fast for him. I told you you can find true happiness in him. I told you to fear him, and then I told you last week to forever seek him. With all of this said, he now wants to share with the people around him the secret that he had learned about life. Listen to this. David is surrounded by men who have been outcast by society. What inspiration? What inspiration that he took a dark situation and God allowed him to turn it into an opportunity for him to teach those who were depressed, disenfranchised. You know what that means? That means they didn't even have a voice. They couldn't even vote on anything. They were the outcasts of life. I like God. I love God. That he chooses the weak things of the world. He takes people like me. He takes people like you. He takes us and he transforms our lives. And then he gives us the secret to having a blessed life. Somebody say, well, I don't have a blessed life. Ever, ever since I've been with Jesus, it's been, been tough. That's part of your blessing. Come on and help me, somebody. You see, David knew that they had no power. They had no participation. They had no voice. He knew that they were quarantined to a cave. But yet David took on the challenge. Watch this. He changes roles from a fugitive to a teacher. Oh, you got to see the text with me, y'all. Amen. He, he, he switches roles. And, and by this time, they, watch this. 
they did not know anything about living for God. They, they knew nothing about God. They, they And David's focus, David's primary focus, amen, because remember when he began the psalm, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall. So he started off as a praiser. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Amen. And he went from praiser to pastor. Come on and help me somebody. And I believe that, that if you're going to have a blessed life and if you want to know the secret to a blessed life, you got to pay attention today. I got six L's today and I want you to look at them with me. First of all, verse 34, uh, chapter 34, verse 11, he says, look what he says. Look what he says first. He says, come you children. Hold on. Hold on a minute. I wouldn't want to parent those type of people. These were depressed, disenfranchised, and, and on top of that, none of them had good credit. I don't even know why the Bible even put that in there. But, but these men that were in the cave with David, they were in debt. They had zero credit. They couldn't even buy a, a paper bag with their credit. Amen. David says, Come, you children, listen to me. That word, that word for listen, the Hebrew word, actually it's a powerful word, it's shama. Now the word shama, it, 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 it has a powerful, it, it's used some uh, 1,264 times in the Bible and it's used in the context of the shama listening to the Torah. In other words, listening to the Torah taught by a teacher. So, so I, I say this to all my kids. I say this to all my kids. Amen. I said, the moment you stop listening, come on, help me somebody. Is the, not, not just, not just to me, but the moment you stop listening to God, to the Torah, you're in trouble. So what's the secret? The first, the first part of the secret is this. Number one, you got to listen. That's the first L. Listen. The moment you never stop listening to your spiritual teacher. Why? Because the Bible says, how can they hear You know what happens to a lot of people? They stop listening. They stop listening to the word. They stop listening to the teacher. They stop listening to the preacher. Watch this. They're listening, but they're not listening. Listen, faith comes by, so you got to listen. Faith comes by, faith comes by, so that means you got to what? And there are a lot of people who have become deaf. To the word of God and to the man of God. And the moment you stop, listen, forever, your whole life, if you learn, I had to learn how to listen. I wasn't born with that attribute. Amen. I like to talk. And I would talk and talk and talk and not listen. And my wife taught me how to listen. Amen. She said, you're going to have to learn how to listen. 
So I started to develop that skill, not knowing that God was developing me into a counselor. Because as a counselor, you got to be a good listener. But I learned the secret of a blessed life. The, a, a blessed person doesn't have money, got information. And that information, watch this, will transform his life so that he can obtain all the other things that he needs or she needs in life. You cannot live a blessed life if all you do is listen to secular things. Hello, somebody. Lord, the pulpit just moved. Amen. You know what I said? You can't sit there and binge watch. What's the newest thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, whatever that is you're watching on YouTube right now, whatever, whatever you're watching on Netflix, whatever you're watching on Amazon Prime, you're listening to a whole lot of secular things, but how much? See, listen, some of us, by the time we get grown or we get out of high school, we say, I ain't listening no more. I'm my own person. How does that work out? And watch this. And then all the while you were getting parental guidance, you made up in your mind you would not listen to anyone again but yourself. And some of us who've been through spiritual abuse, amen, bad churches, bad doctrine, you say, I ain't listening to nobody, I'm going to listen to myself. But I want to say to somebody here today, you will not get far. So David said, you know what, let me help these people. Come. Come. What? Children. Notice he notice David changes the relationship. He says, You come, you children, listen to me. Shema, listen. Then he says, in the next part of that verse, he says, I will teach you to fear the Lord. Remember, we talked about fearing God last week. But see, you need a visible representation or an example on how to do it. So the next thing, not, do I, not only will I listen, but the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to learn. Never stop learning about the Lord. About who? Stay hungry, stay teachable. I'm going to say it one more time. Stay hungry, stay teachable. Spend your life listening, reading, praying, studying. The more you learn, the more blessed you become. See, blessings doesn't come just because you have money. It's because of the information that God is depositing in you. So this is why it's so important for you to keep learning. See, people learn like this. They're watching me, but they're paying attention to something else. Hello, somebody. You better shut them blinds. Amen. Put the dog in the garage somewhere. So you can pay attention to the teaching. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. I'm, I'm saying one time. I wish I had somebody. The Bible says how blessed is the man. Who does not walk. In the counsel of the ungodly. You know how he made his progression down. The Psalm 1 guy. Amen. He started to listen. To the wrong teaching. And then it says he went from walking to standing and then he's sitting down 
And in, in, in sitting down, watch this, he starts to mock God. Are you with me? The text says, the text says in verse 12. So always what? Listen. Never stop what? Learning. You got to learn. You got to listen. You got to learn. The, the third thing he says, he says, who is the man? Hmm. Who desires life? Who loves length of days that he may see good. See, a lot of us are living, but we ain't living long enough. A lot of us are living, but we're not not only living long enough, but we don't even like how we're living. We don't even like the life that we have. Come on, somebody. But listen, notice, I haven't talked about money yet at all. So life really ain't about having things in it. It's about what? And then what? Learning. But here's why I want to help somebody. You ready for this? See, I, I had this problem at one point in my life. I become so hardened by my past. I had become so hardened by the things that had happened to me as a child, coming up, being abandoned, and going from group home to shelter, and and then out in the streets for a period of time, living on the bridges and and places like that, and shelters, and one night shelters, and soup kitchens, and I wish I had somebody, but I want to tell you, you know why? But I don't blame. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not looking for a pity party. The problem is I wouldn't listen. And I wasn't learning. But here's what happened to me. I became hardened. And then I stopped loving. So the next thing you got to learn to do is you got to love. Never stop loving life. You are made in the image of God. And the things that are happening to you right now are circumstances. They're not you. They're circumstances. And how you respond to those circumstances can either make you or harden you. Life can cause you to have a hardened heart. But God gave you this life. Your ability to love can leave you when life dumps on you. The moment you stop loving. Love. Oh man, I thought it was money. I thought it was success. I thought it was a position. I thought it was a better career. No. Love. God is love. Come on, somebody. So you got to listen. You got to learn. You got to what? You got to love. I'm going to say it one more time. You got to love. And the problem with some of us is we've lost the ability to feel. Because we've become, because of life. Life has broken us. Life and people have caused us to become so hardened to the point where we don't love. We like. We lust. But we don't love. Get back to your first love so you can love. Verse 13. He says, verse 13, he says, keep your tongue. Hmm. From what? Oh, Lord. He says, keep your tongue from evil. And your lips from speaking deceit. 
So not only the secret to a blessed life, you got to what? Listen. Somebody going to say ouch here in a minute. Amen or thank you. Watch this. You got to listen. Amen. You got to learn. You ready for the next L? Language. You got to watch your mouth. Not only must you watch your language, but you must stop trying to deceive people. Get over on them. The term here signifies intentional misleading. Amen. Of someone else through distortion or withholding the truth. Words have power, and if we're going to live a blessed life, we have to decide that we're going to watch what we say and how we deal with people. Our language tells us about our motives. Our language and our motives affects our blessings. That's why the psalmist said, give me enough, God, and I won't curse you. <laughs> Amen. Don't give me too much. Don't give me too much. Just give me enough so I will glorify you. Because he understood something about life. When life gets hard, we can start lying on our food stamps. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I mean to say that. You don't, you don't even need food stamps. But you deceive. Somebody else need that. Come on now. That's a chuckle moment right there. Amen. There's certain things that you have deceived to get. And you ever notice how it's broke now? Hello. Listen, how you speak to one another. I can label there a long time, but I got to go on. How you speak to one another. What you say to yourself. I've said it before. Self-talk. But your language in life. That's why he begins by saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. Listen, the words that come out my mouth, if it doesn't edify, if it doesn't build up, then I'm not going to be blessed. Why would God put more in your hands if all you do is cuss, complain, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 and cry wolf all the time? Language. Ouch. Because every now and then, I start talking down on the people I love. Every now and then, I start losing myself. Every now and then, my language doesn't line up with my blessing. Oh, didn't think language was going to work there, right? But it does. Now look what he says next. Last point. I'm going to sit down somewhere. He says... He says, look, he says, depart from evil and what? He says, he says, he says, depart from evil and what? Do good. Look what he says. Look what he says. So, so, so what's the secret? Listen, learn, love, language. Are you ready for the next one? Leave. There's some people, some evil people that you hold on to. You got to let them go. Leave behind evil and choose. He says, 
How can you really live a blessed life when you want to hang out with evil people? And watch this. You ain't doing no good so you can't get a do-gooder. I'm just saying. Isn't that crazy how we can fool ourselves to thinking we're doing good but we're still hanging in the same places? We're still around the same people? Watch this. It's time for us. Watch this. Watch this. Not to be drawn into evil so easily. He is saying to them, you have an option now. Depart. Why am I not blessed? Because I'm still dabbling in evil. I'm still running game. I'm still deceiving people. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. But I want God to bless me. And I'm frustrated. Watch this. Say, well, why God ain't blessing me? I give. You give sometimes. And then with the heart you give with, it can't return back to you because you did it with some stolen money. Listen. Learn. Love. Language. Leave. Last point and I got to drop it. I'm going to labor here. He says, seek Let, let, let me say this. Let me say this to you real quick. Stop per, pursuing success. The Lord showed me something about this. Stop pursuing things like that and pursue Peace. Watch this. He says, the, the word for peace here means safety. Prosperity. Watch this. Intactness. You know what intactness means? Intactness. You holding it together. So the last thing is your what? Life's pursuit that's the million dollar question what are you after I want peace you want peace are you willing to pay the price for peace are you willing to run after peace watch this you have to grab peace and run after peace stop pursuing money stop pre- listen 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 The word peace does not merely mean, watch this, the absence of hostility between two people. Watch this. It is a presence of the conditions that make prosperity, health, happiness, and a good life, a blessed life. So God begins to show me. Derek, if you pursue peace, I'll give you prosperity. Because, watch this, because you're going to, here's how you know when you have peace. You in, when your pursuit is peace, you enjoy what you have. 
Man, I got this call. Yeah, I got a little note on it. But guess what? I got peace. And the peace ain't the first month when you ain't got no note. Oh, hold on a minute. Matter of fact, forget the note. You can go down to the dealership and just buy it cash because God, because you've been learning, you've been listening, you've been speaking, you've been loving, watch this, you've been leaving, and God just blesses you so you can buy it all right. Because your pursuit is not position, it's not a place in society is peace. And when you pursue peace, hallelujah, everything else will fall into place. Listen, when you're at peace with God, then you'll have the peace of God. And then you can truly pursue God. <laughs> and prosperity and position and promotion and, and, and all the P's that you want to call out, amen, pretending to your life will come to pass. I figured it out. The secret. My pursuit. My life, ask yourself a question. You ain't too old. You ain't too young. You ain't too average. Every one of us got to ask the question, what are you after? And David is telling these men, these broke, come on now, disenfranchised, uh, Depressed, quarantine men, bro, if you go after peace, oh, I'm sorry, the peace that surpasses oh, all understanding, when you're in the midst of a storm and you are not moved by anything, you know that you're pursuing. Matter of fact, the best place to find peace is in the middle of the storm. There's something I don't understand about Christmas. Why do we wrap gifts? I don't understand it. And I certainly don't understand paying folks to wrap it. Trust me, the person you're giving a gift to is not interested in the wrapping. They're not interested in the good bow on the top and, and all that. Kind. They're not interested in that. Listen, in the end, they're going to tear it off. Wrapping paper and all the accompanying accessories are a camouflage that disguises what people are really interested in. We get all hyped up and geeked up when we see people wrapping well. When we see people wrapped well. I'm going to say one thing. We get all hyped and geeked when we see people driving around. When you go to work and you see other people excelling further than you. And you see, uh, yeah, the upper echelons in life. And you're saying, what am I doing wrong? You see them all. 
They drive well-wrapped cars. They live in well-wrapped neighborhoods. They work at well-wrapped jobs. They wear well-wrapped clothes. They have well-wrapped money, but God wants to know what the wrapping is covering. He's interested in knowing what's on the inside. You can give the impression that you're blessed. But when God blesses you, you listen, you learn, you love, you got a different kind of language, you leave, and you get a new life's pursuit. God bless you. God keep you is my prayer today.